sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored that you are with us. At Christ Church, we believe God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. At Christ Church, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, and our faith as we journey together through the Bible, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the healing love of God bless you today. Thank you for joining us here. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Well, people were bringing little children to Jesus in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, you let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And then he took them in his arms, and he laid his hands on them and blessed them. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. The man said to Jesus, teacher, I've kept all of these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the man heard this, he was shocked. And he went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, you know, how how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded, and they said to one another, "Then, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, well, for mortals, it, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
When I told my friend Phil that Ellen was pregnant with Lydia Grace, he said, oh, wow, you're going to meet someone who was just with God. You're going to meet someone who was just with God. And what he meant was that each of us, before we on earth do dwell, exist in the company of our Creator. Perhaps then the greatest teachers of faith are not necessarily the schooled preachers, the aged theologians, the mystic monks, but the unbearably vulnerable children who are more recently with God and carry the good news which becomes harder and harder to hold on to the more the world introduces us to its ideas of what is good for us. And Jesus took them in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Let us pray. Holy God, in our hearing of your word, speak to the child within us, the child you made in your image and likeness, and help us to nurture that child, that in our whole being we may experience more healing and blessing than fear and grief. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Jesus and his disciples continued on their journey to Jerusalem and to the cross and resurrection. And along the way, Jesus speaks to us about the great themes of his earthly ministry in in these few chapters of Mark that we are looking at in this uh, series that we are calling Speaking of Heaven. Last week, we heard Jesus' teaching on welcome and his will for us to maintain his spirit of welcome in the world at all times. This week, we have, in a sense, a living parable in three acts, which teaches us about receiving the kingdom of God. Receiving the kingdom of God. It turns out, according to Jesus, it's hard. Who knew? It's as hard as getting a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. Now that's hard. It's as hard as an adult coming to peace with our vulnerability. Now that's hard. Finding in that vulnerability a delight in being at the mercy of God. Act one, the kids are all right. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to touch them. Sometimes when I'm playing with one of my daughters, I will lift her over my head you know this game. It's something, in, I don't what it is instinctual to us with kids to just, we want to lift them up. Maybe it's because they were there recently, but we lift them up. And they love this game. They lift them over my head and they squeal with delight. And as soon as I put her down, what does she say? Again, again, up and down, again. And then the other one has heard the game is on and she's there. Do me, do me, do me again. They are fueled by this. They are filled with energy. They never tire of the thrill of that affection of being in the air 
they never tire of being at my mercy. They find it both exhilarating and comforting. They do not get bored with the excitement of fully trusting me, of squealing and giggling again and again and again. This is how I've long imagined children around Jesus, a little bit like this artist rendering in the window, perhaps interrupting his serious talks. That's what Lydia Grace calls sermons, my serious talks. It's in character for Jesus to pick them up when he when they come to him again and again and again, it's in his character to do that, even while he's sharing the good news. And likely there were those in the crowd, like in some churches, mercifully not here, who missed the point. And they complain about the presence of children being a distraction from the serious business of worship and preaching. The disciples spoke sternly to them. But studying the story again, I noticed I don't really agree with this artist's particular rendering. Because these kids weren't the ones who ran to Jesus to be picked up and tickled and again and again. Here in this story, Mark says people were bringing children to Jesus. Children were not bringing themselves. And they brought them for him to touch them. This touch is more than a sign of respect or a customary blessing. The Greek word for touch is the word hapto. And it is the word that Mark uses exclusively when Jesus touches someone and heals them. Hapto. At the beginning of the gospel, a leper came to Jesus begging to be made clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Hapto. And immediately... He was made clean, healed. Mark 3, all of those who had afflictions pressed around Jesus in order to touch him, hapto, they were healed. Mark 5, a woman had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She heard about Jesus, and she thought, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And so she did in a crowd of people, and she was And he asked, who touched me? Hapto. Hapto in Mark 7, when Jesus touches a man's tongue and restores his speech. Hapto in Mark 8, when they brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to heal the man. And he did. And finally, the last hapto in the gospel is here. When Jesus brought, when they brought, when people brought little children to Jesus in order that he might touch them. They were bringing children who needed healing. These were not kids who brought themselves, not healthy-bodied kids who ran and skipped and jumped into Jesus' arms. These kids were carried by worried mothers and fathers, grandparents, caretakers, carried to Jesus in arms and on backs and in slings and on mats. I've sat in enough waiting rooms at children's hospitals, you have, to know it's, it's hard to see kids in pain. It was one thing for kids to be around Jesus again and again and again. It's another to face children whose beautiful, innocent light is dimmed and flickering. 
The disciples, for whatever reason, maybe burnout. But wow, do they not spectacularly mess it up right here? People holding kids in need of healing, and the disciples rebuke them. You don't fall much further from the kingdom of God than that. And when Jesus sees it, he doesn't hesitate to lay into those disciples. He was indignant. Let the children come to me. Do not stop them. It's to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Speaking of heaven, it's kids. Those who leap into the arms of Jesus and those who are placed there. That already, currently, in this present moment, exist in the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus says. That part of eternity that we so often think of primarily in the future, after death destination, is something that such as these kids exist in today. How easy it is for them to simply be at home in that which many adult disciples strive with great anxiety for, hoping that we'll at least get there after we die. And it's kids in need of healing, wounded children that inspire Jesus to speak of heaven in this way. Who could be more vulnerable, more helpless than these children? And they are already in the kingdom of God. Act two, shock and grief. A humble man knelt before Jesus with the million or probably trillion dollar in these days of inflation, trillion dollar question, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now he's speaking of heaven. He says he has all that he, he needs in the way of earthly possessions. He's pretty confident that he's led a moral, faithful life, and now he's shoring up eternity. His earthly retirement plan was secure. Now he's checking with the good rabbi, his spiritual advisor, to confirm that his heavenly accounts are in good order. It's the last area of his life that he's feeling vulnerable. The disciples, they have no problem letting a polite man who's got some money in to see Jesus about an important spiritual matter. This is the kind of serious business that they approve of. Let's contrast this scene with the prior. Children in need of healing brought to Jesus and adult followers stand in the way. Jesus rebukes his own followers and lifts up the children, touches them, blesses them. They, the helpless, are the model of discipleship, of earthly kingdom dwelling. A responsible, faithful, well-to-do man of faith concerned with living a good life and inheriting eternal life lacks one thing. In the end of his encounter with Jesus, he leaves with shock and grief. When Jesus sees the one thing the man lacks, sees his vulnerability, it fills Jesus with love for this man. Jesus wants this man, in a sense, to lack more, to sell all that he owns if he has to. The one thing the man lacks is what the children have in abundance, 
And that is a complete reliance on the mercy of God. That reliance fills children with delight. It brings a child back again and again and again for the thrill. To experience complete reliance on the mercy of God fills a child with peace, with joy, with love. But for an adult, for a man with many possessions, to let go of all he holds on to for security, to give it all away, and embrace like a child the wealth of trust it would take in God to be at the mercy of Jesus. Well, to him, that's shocking. He goes away grief-stricken. Children know very little control in this life, and certainly they do seek more and more every day they grow. But in their engaging with trusted adults, we learn that it is when they can be completely free in that trust that they are nearly in heaven. Uh, River has been out of school this week because there was a COVID exposure in in her class like a month ago, it feels like, but it was like a week ago. And she is fine. She is absolutely fine, but it means that she uh, couldn't go to school. She got to come to church with me some this week. And she is a good sport about it. She, she likes to be here. She likes to be in the office. She loves to greet Paige. Paige has already got some toys or treat for her. So she was in my office. She was coloring. She was snacking. She was playing. We brought our little dog, Rody. He was up there keeping her company in my office. The door was closed, mostly, and uh, she was so quiet, we basically forgot she was there. I was meeting with Paige and Jim on some very important business. After some time, River poked her head out of the door, making sure we were, we were still there, seeing what we were up to. She'd been so quiet. I asked if she, if she needed anything. She said, no. I said, okay, well, we're, we're almost done. You go back to coloring. We'll, we'll be right there. She nodded her head, but her big blue eyes filled up with tears. Jim, you saw it. And then these, those giantest tears you've ever seen, she, I don't know how she does it, just rolled silently down her cheeks. She was trying to be strong. She didn't make a sound or a complaint. But at that moment, three adults all let out the same sound of heart-melting pity. I went to her, I picked her up, she let out a few strong sobs. She only wanted to be with us. So she sat on the counter as we discussed the finer points of the church budget. And Paige put these big, shiny plastic rings on her fingers. And Dr. Hoffman brought her snacks. And the Messiah nursing student doted on her. And she was in In her vulnerability, we looked at her and loved her. And this is how God looks at us when we embrace our vulnerability, receive his mercy, his compassion, his love. Doesn't he just want to put rings on our fingers, feed us, embrace us, dote on us, Doesn't God just want us to receive this compassion, to receive the kingdom of God like a child? Speaking of heaven, how easy it is. 
How easy it is. Then who can be saved, asked the perplexed disciples who thought a man like the one who knelt before Jesus was the picture of success and virtue, a potential leader in their movement. The disciples who tried to shoo away kids in need. This all seems so hard for them, and it was. It is. But it doesn't have to be. We don't need to try and thread a camel through a needle. What's the point? And anyway, it's impossible. But for God and for children, well, it's as simple as opening our arms, releasing all that we cling to for security and meaning and out of fear, opening our arms to release all the world has placed on them for us to carry. Letting it all fall away so that we can better receive the gift God has to place in our arms the gift of Jesus' love so that we can embrace the child within us, reaching out to God, longing to be embraced in all trust and mercy, opening our arms so that we can hold on to him who's never let that child within us go. As he lifts us in his arms when we run to him finally again and again and again. Who can be saved? Well, we can. And we are. Thanks be to God. joined us today for the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We welcome you to visit us in person if you find yourself in the Harrisburg area. Visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org, to find out more about our church and the free medical clinics we offer here. That's ChristHarrisburg.org. The music at the top in which you hear now is by Shane Ivers. May God be with you until we meet again.